This PGA Championship edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WYNNBet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every sharp better needs, bringing you the latest prices and presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Use promo code SGP and get five percent off at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds J. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer Dog? Sean, we're here to talk about golf. Yes, we are. That's why I got a putter behind me. You oh, can see wow. the handle right here. Just barely making it into the shot. Appreciate uh, that. And we also have a couch. <laughs> highlights of the breaking news. Of the day. We uh, we did. We secured a couch. We are now couch owners in the SGPN studio slash office. But hey, we're talking golf. It means one thing: the crack open a cold course <laughs> light. <laughs> Obviously, again, uh, we're we're gonna bring on Steven and uh, Boston Capper here in just a second. Couple of things we got to knock out. One, win bet, baby, win big. W Y N N bet.com. Make it happen over at winbet.com and sign up now. Get that risk free bet up to $500. If it's risk free, it's for me. Terms and conditions apply, but get all the details at wynnbet.com. They got all the promos, odds, parlay, boost that you need. Win bet. Win Las Vegas coming to you in the palm. Of your hands. All right, Kramer, let's do it. Let's welcome on the co hosts of the Golf Gambling Podcast. First off, Steve Shermer. What's happening, Steve? Not much. Thanks for having me on for my uh, little quarterly appointment. It's a great stop with the PJ Championship. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's uh, break it down and uh, get some winning bets tonight. In, tr- in true accountant fashion, reminding you of a quarterly schedule like that, Steve, the CPA <laughs> of, uh, of, of cash and golf tickets. And of course, his co-host from the Golf Gambling Podcast. You know him, you love him, Boston Capper. What's up, Capper? What's up, boys? How's Ready. how's life, man? You sound a little tired. Do you guys just <laughs> crank out your PGA Championship episode as well? Yeah, man, that was it. Uh, so I think uh, we got about nine hours of content uh, this week. Possibly <laughs> love it. This sh- uh, Sean loves content. Only. Yeah. So so it should make him happy. Yeah, man. But they're good good shows. Uh, lots of I mean. 
listen, if, uh, if it could be bet, we talked about it. Um, so it was, uh, it was good. And uh, you know, like I just said, just watching uh, the Celtics win, which uh, should make me happy, but I hate this team. So uh, you're actually, you're rooting against the Celtics. I mean, I even, bet against the Celtics really as a true yeah. chowderhead, that's got to tear you up inside. Is it just because the Celtics are super soft? Yeah, they're super soft. That's exactly right. They're they're terrible. They have no hat. All they care about is uh, their their NBA rating. Uh, no they don't hat. care about they, uh, our net yeah. rating is fabulous, but we got no hat out there on the get court on the hardwood. Brad Stevens, get the fuck out of here. Please, yeah, yeah, what happened? You. What happened to President Brad Stevens? I thought he was a, a you know he knew how to talk to these young kids, treating them like a college team, getting the most out of what he can, and oh, man, they're unraveling. Yeah, well, the problem is, is, is they're not college kids anymore. They're guys who are making twenty five million dollars a year, guaranteed. Like, what are you supposed to do? You can't tell that dude like what to do. Move the ball. He lets Marcus <laughs> Matt shoot up nine thousand threes a goddamn game. Like, <laughs> uh, like get out of here with that. Like, thank, and somehow thank, they're gonna so, beat the Wizards tonight. It's gonna piss me off. Just so. thank the gods that uh, Marcus Smart landed in the great city of Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect uh, A there for the Boston accent. All right, we're not here to talk NBA no. play in tournament. We're here to talk PGA Championship. Guys, just put out your uh, DFS pod uh, a day ago. Had the had Nagels on mixing it up there. Always fun. Which, by the way, I you know not that I listen to a lot of golf podcasts, Sean. Yeah, but <laughs> the way that these guys slide down the price chart all the way to the bottom, <laughs> I feel like. I had to stop listening at some point because I felt like I was only going to make a lineup to make Steve happy. So I had to stop listening. I didn't want to hear any more about his opinions. But yeah, they covered everyone, Sean. I mean, again, highly recommend you smash that subscribe button. All right. Yes, we will be no. getting the subscribe. You don't button. want them to smash the subscribe no, I button. Do. I, I'm what a terrible transition for a professional, Sean. <laughs> Good God. I apologize. I was caught off guard. All right. Is now it's because now, I'm a Giants fan. That's why you don't yeah, want to support us. Is, is that really it? No. Sean, Make sure you subscribe. Breaking news. Sean's still go. recovering for the Devonta Smith drop in practice today. <laughs> drop game. Tragic. All right, Steve. Let's let's start talking about the course. It is Kiowa Island in Carolina. Uh, whoever put out our social post uh, from one of yours uh, incorrectly labeled it Hawaii, which I, I which I could kind of understand. It has a very Hawaiian sounding name. But uh, it's it an is, island, right? Yeah, it isn't the Carolinas. It's uh, and um, I say Carolinas because I'm not 100 percent sure <laughs> if it's north or south. But the Kiowa Island. Uh, talk to us about the course here. Okay. All right. Well, I'm in Kiowa, Hawaii. You know, you know, basically the same thing. But yeah, yeah so this, this is located uh, about 20 minutes outside Charleston, South Carolina, and a uh, resort town. It's a very uh, nice place. There's a couple of golf courses there. Uh, so if you go look at a couple of columns I have. Uh, this week, we talk a lot about the golf course. Uh, there's a nice video I posted, some drone shots. A guy named Andy Johnson, the Friday, he breaks down basically what the course is all about. We talked a lot about this week on our podcast about you know different comp courses and all the things to look at. But I'll try and keep it short and sweet because that's very difficult for me to keep everything short and sweet. But so I think <laughs> when you look at this golf course from betting it, I think the first thing you're going to want you look at is, wow, this thing is 7,800 yards. It's a huge scorecard yardage. And what I want you to do is I want you to just take a deep breath and not freak out over it because this thing played very long in 2012. And if you look at that leaderboard, the only real bomber, the guy like drove out really far was Rory McIlroy. You know, he led the field in driving distance that week, but everybody else on that top 10 
not really a prototypical driver. You know, Keegan Bradley, who is a longer hitter, but everybody was in this European mold. But a lot, a lot of what the things they did well, the top ten, they hit their irons really good and they scramble really good. And that is really what this place is all about. And it's a big golf course, and you're going to have a lot of long approach shots. And when you have a lot of long approach shots, you're going to miss your fair share of greens. So you want to target guys who are pretty good with their irons, pretty good around the green, because um, if you look compared to the stats of how often they hit greens in comparison to the PGA tour average, it was way under the average. So, you know, target guys who are very competent chipping off of really tight lies, getting up and down, you know, grinding out pars. And then as far as like where the scoring goes, it's really going to depend on the wind. That's the only defense this place has. And it's on the beach. The wind is going to change on a dime. So it's very important to look at the weather. You know, that's important to look at first round leader stacking DFS, making sure you get the right wave. And then you can try and target guys who either they're more suited for a lower scoring tournament where putting might matter more or just a grind fest and where pars are going to matter. So, you know, you know, keep your head on a swivel, but keep those things in mind. And, uh, you can have a pretty successful. Uh, I like the idea of keeping my head on a swivel uh, out on the golf course. Yeah, so you I, don't want to get caught with one of those former linebackers. Those you know, you gotta, inside you get, coach crack back block. Coach firing hit, Sean. Uh, <laughs> I heard wind, Sean, and I, you know, I I have never played uh, on this island off of North Carolina, but I have played in Hawaii, and the wind is fucking crazy. Oh yeah, I would imagine any sort of uh, waterside course. Uh, what is the forecast as we stand today? Are, are we expected to see a bloodbath? So it's, it's, it's been changing a little bit as we go through the day. So, so how the course is set up is on the, it's uh, it basically plays up and down the marshes of the beach. So uh, Pete Dye designed it. His wife actually suggested that with the greens, you want it, you know, basically you want to see the ocean on every hole, but the problem is this place is completely exposed to the wind. So when you go down the front nine, you're playing um, Wait, you know, along the marshes, quick side, uh, you're basically uh, playing like into the wind uh, in the front. <laughs> Yeah. What? What, John? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt. But the uh, the people that designed the course is it a is it's a husband and wife? Is that correct? No. Yeah, it is actually. And and uh, honestly, uh, Alice Die had a lot of great ideas. Like it was the like the raised greens thing. Like that's going to come into play for this tournament because it's harder to hit the greens. So you know she contributed a lot to his you know his designs. But so basically, what I was saying was no, no. I mean, I'm just trying to wrap my head around my wife and I designing a (laughs) golf course together and how hard and difficult that would be on our marriage. Oh, really? You want every (laughs) green to see the fucking ocean? Do you realize what that's going to do? Yeah, we got to bring all this dirt and sand. It's going to add millions of dollars to the project. Yeah. You know, no, I, could I, mean, barely get, I, I could barely get a bathroom redone in my house without <laughs> fucking thinking divorce papers are coming across my exactly. desk. Never mind. Uh, let a alone like a, yeah, a tour quality 18 hole golf course. So uh, shout out to them. That's an amazing marriage yeah, that's, to pull off an amazing course as well. Yeah. So, I, so with the wind this week, so it doesn't look like Thursday, it's going to be a whole lot of wind. Uh, maybe the afternoon guys are going to have you know, like 10 to 15 mile per hour winds in the morning. It's gonna be like eight to 10 Friday might get a little dicey. The morning looks pretty calm, but in the afternoon there might get winds like 15, 20 miles per hour, like around two, like two to five o'clock. So I think as far as if you want to stack a DFS lineup for the tournament, probably the Thursday afternoon, Friday morning guys are going to have the best weather conditions. So they kind of dodge the wind in the afternoon there. Mm. And then the guys go off morning afternoon might get kind of screwed a little bit. Now on Saturday though, the winds are going to be completely calm. That's probably gonna be the best scoring conditions of the, of the tournament. I expect guys go really low there because the winds are just going to be non-existent Sunday. 
it's setting up kind of like a little bit like the 2019 PJ championship where scores were really low in the morning. And then the winds kicked up in the afternoon and it jumbled up the leaderboard. And like, suddenly you had some like, you know, top 10 props. Like I was on a Rory McIlroy top 10 prop that week. He was like 40th going into Sunday and he shot like two under and he went all the way to the top 10 and cashed that prop because everybody else fell to him. So we might get a situation like that this week. So like, if you have a top 20, top 10 prop, he's kind of way down the leaderboard. If he's got an early tea time on Sunday, he might have surprising you and end up cashing that. So don't give up. Don't throw in the trash and uh, golf is never over until the <laughs> final putt drops. I like that. And and good transition to talk a little bit more about Rory. He, uh, he just pulled off that win at quail hollow almost uh, first win in 18 months, almost blew that. Uh, you know, he, he what he landed right next to that creek, and then he, yeah. he even he even took a drop after that. Capper, what's yeah. your take on uh, on on Rory coming into the PGA Championship? So as far as like DFS goes, it's just really hard to to build a lineup around him. Um, I'm not I, I'm not on Rory at all this week. I have I have no I have no outrights on him. I have no top tens, no top twenties. Uh, completely fading him in DFS. So I'm a, I'm a hundred percent on Rory. I mean, I, yeah, actually, I not not that uh, I tried very hard, but it did seem like it was going to be hard to make a lineup if you snagged one of these top guys, uh, especially with with uh, Rory being a full thousand above Rom, even. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, that price tag is it, it's it's steep, man. It really is. And look, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of dumps of diving that we like to do in the six k range where you can scatter shot some guys down there and like the low sevens, uh, but. It, it, the guys who you really want. I mean, if you grab Rory and you grab one of the guy at nine, I mean, you, you're really putting yourself in a tough spot and you better fucking hit uh, on all of your low price guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not feeling Rory this tournament as well. Oh, I, I mean, I, even, even the fact that he almost blew the quail hollow thing, got I don't know. It got me nervous, man. I, I yeah, th- listen, I, we, we had the outright on Rory and when he decided to take that fucking drop, uh, <laughs> I was I was livid and yeah, never mind yeah, the, the, fact- the strategy didn't make that much sense. Like you, you're barely getting your position better and you're adding another stroke. Is it, was it just his lie? Was that bad? I was trying to wrap oh, my was, head around. It was it. that bad. It yeah. was really bad. Were you watching it? Cause it was bad. Like, yeah, he, no, I he, watched he, it live. Cause if he would have tried to chip out over that Creek, so many things could have went wrong. He could have ended up in the Creek and that was taking an extra drop. I like the play of him kicking up towards the grandstands of the people, but whatever, listen, it ended up working out, but the bullshit of it was, is like, I don't know, some storm was happening like a thunderstorm. So they had to cut the coverage to tell all the old people who live in my state that it's about to fucking rain. And I had to, <laughs> I had to get onto the YouTube TV to find it and get the hell off of it because God forbid it rains outside in Florida. Cause that's news. We live in Florida. You don't have to cut away from stuff. It's Jesus like the, the Heidi game all over again for capper. God. Now what what oh. about uh, another big name as we hit on some of these big names Jordan Spieth of course uh don't like him cuz he's a Cowboys fan. He's hot right now though. He if you, is. If he, you google who's going to win the PGA <laughs> Championship. He certainly oh. is up there especially price-wise as well. Um Steve, where are you at with the uh, Spieth this week? Can he get, I know he's close to getting the Grand Slam. Can he get it done this weekend? Yeah, I mean the the steam on him is a lot. I mean, he, he like I, I remember coming on this podcast for the last two years, and we'd whenever we brought up Jordan Spieth, they're like, "Well, he's lost. He's in the weeds." And you know, he has clearly found something. Uh, the form is back. The ball striking is back, and like it is popular. 
But when I think about a guy of things I'm looking for, where really good iron player, really good scrambler, you know, can up and get up and down for par, make that crucial birdie. This is also a golf course that's pretty wide open. So where he tends to struggle, struggle is off the tee, can kind of spray a little bit here. As long as he just keeps it in play, doesn't hit into a marsh, he's fine. So yeah, I mean, he's definitely a threat this week. He came on the press conference today. He looked really loose, looked really confident. We actually talked about on our podcast, how, you know, when Spieth is on, he's a killer, you know, and, and when he like goes and gets it, like he's, he just is, can be untouchable. And it seems like that might be the guy we see this week. Oh, so no. the popularity might be warranted and maybe makes a lot of people happy this week by cashing outright or being the hero of the DFS lineup. Yeah. And I guess at 15 to one, that does feel kind of oh, low no. almost for how, yeah. uh, for, or sorry, the, the price feels a little high considering how well he's been playing and, and how well it kind of lines up for him. I, I'm still not, I'm still not touching Jordan Spieth. Well, he checks the uh, Cowboys fan box. It's <laughs> yeah, that's to all overlook I, that, right? That's all I need to know. What about a uh, capper? What about Bryson DeChambeau? I know he's he's known for uh, you. Str- you struggle with that last name every fucking time. Just say Bryson. He's a one name Bryson. guy. Just say Bryson. Just say Bryson. Bryson, big man. Can he? It seems like this is a course where you could really drive the shit out of the course. Uh, excuse my French, but does does he have a chance to just truly dominate this course? He's he's up there as well as you'd imagine, price wise, sitting at like sixteen fifty. Where are you at with Bryson? Worth the worth taking a roll on him. No, so so I mean we're taking an official podcast stance uh, of anti Bryson this week. <laughs> All right, and, I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the the reason is is that I mean, while he can go out and do that, his his irons aren't as good as they should be. He's gonna drive the ball all over the place and. Look, we even talked about it. There's a little trepidation on our part. Like, uh, maybe we're wrong, but we've been right on Bryce and when to play him, when not to play him. Um, I would say oh, since since the U.S. Open, right, Steve? Yeah, ex- exactly. And I, I expand a little bit on that. So what? So I look at it from this is not a golf course where I feel like he can take shortcuts. So when I think about where Bryson has been good, I think about Wingfoot, where he went. I think about Bay Hill. Those are golf courses where there's dog legs. There's places of the golf course where a shorter hitter can't get to, but he can. He can shorten the golf course by just taking weird angles to the hole. And the only consequence for him is rough. But here, everything is out in front of you. There's nothing, there's no shortcuts he can take. I mean, th- there are places where he can try to cut off a, a lot of the hole by hitting over marshes and wastelands. But if he misses, it's a penalty stroke. And he probably will end up playing on the same plate as far as like, he's going to have longer pro shots, just like everybody else is a long golf course. He has been very good with his irons. He needs a really, really poor scrambler around the greens. And just whether he likes it or not, this is a golf course where, you know, if he is in trouble off the tee, he can't just bomb it out of the rough and then kind of, get, you know, like bounce the balls to the green. It's going to end up in a collection area. And then in like a low lying area, it's going to be a tough chip for him. And he has proven time and time again, that he just can't do it. Like we saw it at Augusta. It didn't work out for him. We saw it at concession did not work out for him either. Those are two kind of golf courses where you can't really overpower it or else you have a really bad angle to the hole. And then if you had a bad approach shot, you're in a bad, you know, you're in a tough spot where you're probably going to make a bogey. So I don't see this as a golf course where he can have an advantage over the field. Like some of these other places, 
so I don't think I don't have very high hopes for him at, at uh, this week. And let me let me also say, Sean, uh, we all we we didn't discuss this before the podcast, but we will be joining the golf gambling podcast <laughs> in standing against Bryson because you know we're Brooks we're on team Brooks, which begs the question: fifty to one. How do I not take a stab at Brooks? Is he just completely broken right now? So we have different opinions on this. So we know Steve is the ultimate Brooks like guy, right? He he is. As are we. As are we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's fine. Listen, I love Brooks too. (laughs) Uh, uh, But the point is, is like I'm willing to bet him at fifty to one, right? Like whatever, man. Twenty, twenty-five bucks. Like I mean, to pay out a G or twelve fifty. Let's go. I'm in on that. I'll take a piece of that. I've made much worse bets in my life. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's not even close. I mean, I'm watching one right now. The, um, it, it's it, it, it. There is a problem though. He is injured, right? He, he, I don't know if he's hurt or injured. All right. So let's put it that way. I don't know if he's hurt or injured. So he is definitely that knee is something his putter really let him down last week. His irons were okay. Um, I don't have as close of a relationship to uh, to Brooks as Steve does, so I'm more willing to throw some cash at him just because of the number. Like all the reasons we always always want to bet him uh, in majors and leading up to majors is because this guy is a fucking killer, yep. right? That's what he is. It's the only yep. thing he gives a shit about is winning majors. He doesn't care about the other other tournaments, right? And crushing pussy. Um, he likes crushing <laughs> pussy and winning golf. Tournaments. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> the um, but yeah, so. I mean, look, I'm I, listen. I'm definitely fine throwing 25 bucks down at 50 to one on Brooks. You, you could do a lot fucking worse. Uh, do I think it'll end up happening? No, probably not. Okay. But am I going to be fucking pissed at myself if I don't throw yeah. $25 <laughs> on them to win fucking $1,200? Yeah, I'm going to be pissed. So I, I, I'm going to throw the $25 down. In, in any given week, Capper, how much of your bankroll is dedicated to? I don't want to be the like fear of missing out bets. How FOMO. Many, like, <laughs> you guys uh, need to have a segment, the uh, Boston Capper FOMO of the week. It's like half his bets. <laughs> no, so it's not. I mean, so I usually limit myself to like four to six outrights, uh, and then what we do is we do seriously. We grind, like we grind these matchups, man. Yeah, it's uh, true, and that's and that's and that's where you can make your money because, uh, listen, like he said, uh, I don't know if it's shit. See, they're all running together. I don't know if you said it on this podcast or the last one, but listen, man, it, a guy can look like like Tom Brady on 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 Thursday and then Friday yeah. he looks like you know Eli Manning which is terrible oh, well, um, two time championship quarterback I didn't make it I didn't make it that comp but I Steve Steve it sounds like he's he's kind of saying you're on the opposite side here with Brooks or or where are you at with Brooks so where I'm sitting here is well yes I mean 51 is a great number for him but he is injured and I think we're I'll probably end up putting some form of a bet on him. I don't think he's going to win. I think that him walking 7,700 yards up and down sand dunes mm. and up and down greens all week is probably not gonna feel great for that knee. Can I sit? Can, am I w- sitting here waiting for his price to kind of sink, see how low it goes and reevaluating tomorrow? Yeah, I can do that. Do I also see myself maybe waiting and maybe that top 10 number kind of mm. comes down to like six or to one, seven to one. Mm. I can see him kind of grind that out too. And just like doing that. I mean, cause then they, it's Kepka. He can like do something similar. What he did at the masters last fall where, you know, he was good. He wasn't really in the mix, but he finished top 10. That would have cashed there. So um, I am scared that I'm not probably going to be on an outright on him uh, this week. Uh, I wish him all the best. Uh, but for me, just the fact that the injury is there 
I, I, I just, he definitely is not healthy well, and, and I don't think it's going to turn around in one week. It seems like this is the type of injury that he needs to probably get a massive, you know, like surgery and rehab and he's trying to kind of fight through it right now. So and the, but the problem we have with golf injuries is we don't have an Adam Schefter. Right? We don't, <laughs> you know, we, we don't have, we don't have this stuff. Like, you, you, know need, I mean? you need to find to like a crooked caddy with like a gambling <laughs> problem who owes real. some money to the mafia and that we, that we get some leverage against, get some pictures yeah. of him doing some illegal stuff and use that against him. Something. So, because, so I mean, seriously, like well, they'll come out with fucking news like, Oh, uh, Matt Kuchar changed his putter. Well, thanks for that on fucking Thursday morning at noon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, that didn't help us at all. Like, it, there's no, it, they don't have to report injuries. Like, it, it is tough. It's not like the NFL where they have to uh, disclose it and even that shady, right? But at least you have an idea. Yeah. Right? You have insiders feeding you information. I think like, you got this is a good, no this, idea about Brooks. this is a great idea. I mean, I think gambling golf, or golf it, to make sure they golf are fully, injury inside. fully transparent. They should have an injury report. <laughs> and by the way, Sean, before we we get to the the DraftKings lineups, I did notice that there is a pairing of our guy OG Dgen Jason Duffner with the lipper in there is paired is paired with John Daly oh and a God. guy named Jimmy Walker. <laughs> like someone's ha- someone has a sense of humor, right? Is this a promotional event? Is this like Ma- integrated Major content? Jimmy Walker. Major champion Jimmy Walker. Yeah, I know. He, well, that was the long that was the forgotten. I think that was a simulation cuz uh, I I don't remember much yeah. of that term. But yes, apparently Jimmy Walker one time won the PJ championship. Yep. So. so now he has he just has a free pass to to come. Uh, so that's yeah. the former champ group, the former DJ champ. That is, yeah, that's yeah, got to be a fun the, uh, the fallen on hard times PJ champions are just happy to be here. Poor that, Duffner, man. I mean, that dude's uh, he just spun out, man, after his old lady left him. Mm. Like that was that was that was a tough look. Man, like I had, and Duff was good, man, and then he just, man, I don't know. We just like, liked him because he he rocked a lipper. And yeah, that's that's, that's all you know. need. Dude, lots of lots of golfers rock lippers. That's why you like Brooks. Brooks throws in <laughs> lips true. all the time. All right. Well, one one last question about Brooks. It does seem, and I can't remember. You guys obviously follow the pricing much closer than I do, but the discrepancy of him to win outright at fifty to one versus his DraftKings price. Mm-hmm. His DFS price is ninety five hundred dollars, but he's fifty to one to win it all. Steve, what isn't that a crazy difference in pricing? Or am I am I missing something? Yeah, but I, you got to remember that this PJ Championship pricing has been out for a couple of weeks now. So you know, it, we didn't really know what he was going to come back to before Byron Nelson. So you know, he was at ninety five hundred because I think you know at that point, like, all right, Brooks in the major way, I do it. And then through the week, he missed the cut. You know, he did not look very good Thursday, Friday, the, and then the books have just started to see him just sink and sink. So yeah, there's a big, you know, difference between that. But that DraftKings price was set a couple of weeks ago. So all right, yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if if you want to play that game of fading him in DFS with betting the outright because it's just a much better number, yeah, I think that's totally fine. Well, strategy. yeah, because usually a, a lot of these guys that I play in the DraftKings lineup, I'll I'll toss a small like outright on, but. Brooks, I just I can't I can't talk myself into throwing him in the the no. DFS lineup at ninety five hundred dollars. No, thanks. That no, seems a, that seems like a bit of a stretch. All right, we're gonna get to our uh, DFS lineups here in a second. Have Capper and Steve give us a grade, but before we do, I want to shout out Roman. That's right. You know, uh, buddy Brooks Kepka, he's injured. Probably coming up a little short dealing with that injured knee. If you're injured. Blow the waist. You have a lower body injury. Can't 
can't really uh, get to where you want to go. Have trouble closing it out. Three putting, if you will, in the bedroom. You got to check out Get Roman. Get right with Get Roman. GetRoman.com slash SGP. They'll take care of you over there. First off, it's a free online evaluation from a licensed healthcare professional. That's the way you want to go when you're treating your ED. Licensed healthcare professional. If uh, ED medication right for you, free two day shipping, simple, discreet packaging. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Complete that online visit. Get and take it. Get it taken care of. Do yourself a favor. Get ready for the summer. Get your mojo back. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get $15 off your first month. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now. $15 off your first month, man. Can't beat it. Okay, we. I, I haven't three punt in a while, Sean. Thanks really? for asking. Nice. Me. I I I just I gotta say something. I literally DM'd you and I was like, "Hey, how loose can I get with this ad read?" And you were like, "Yo, stick to the script." And that's the shit you well, do. Well, all right. Uh, now I, I, as a broadcast professional, <laughs> I am a little. I I can trust myself. If I give you the green light, Capper, I'm worried. I'm worried where it can go. I mean, you know. God forbid we release the uh, edited uh, golf gambling podcast tapes. You fucking scumbag. <laughs> All right, DraftKings, DFS lineup. See, that's why I, I I don't. You know, you're like the guy who can hit a corner three and uh, and very good on the team. And I like yeah. your I like your three point shot. However, yeah. I'm worried to give you the green light because you'll be jacking yeah. up. A shots all day. <laughs> Calling I, him Jamal Crawford. Uh, no, I mean, is, is he J.R. Smith? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you already have enough natural confidence. I don't need to give you the green light. I like the J.R. Smith comp. That is, <laughs> Capper's our irrational confidence guy. Having ha, worried about uh, giving the pipe off the top rope. <laughs> all right. Okay. You want to go Kramer, first? Or you, can, you can kick things off. Who's right. your Who's your big dog? So go, I, go price high to small. High to small. Uh, I took a I, I I have a feeling there's a there's a strong possibility I get made fun of with this strategy show. Yep. But I have no one north of uh, 9000. My my highest price guy, Zalatoris, he's been uh you know, he's been cleaning up. Mm. He has the later uh, tea time like Steve was mentioning earlier, so later on Thursday, early on Friday, uh 8800 uh so that's that's where I'm starting. I feel like I have five really strong bullets. Five guys in the eight thousand dollar range. We'll see how this works out, Sean. Yeah, I don't know. Zalatoris seems like he's got stones. Like he's got fucking strong ass fucking testor- testicular fortitude. I want that in a major. We talk. What do you want? You want killers, right? They said Speed's a killer. Brooks a killer. You want killers? This guy doesn't look like a killer, but inside. Big boss. I'm worried that, that Zalatoris is your your highest price guy at eighty eight hundred. <laughs> Uh, what, what do you guys? What do you You're guys think of? What I, do you, I know. I, I'm I'm taking a hands off approach. Grade this Zalatoris pick. So Zalatoris as as a whole, like I don't hate it, right? I don't hate. It. I don't particularly love it. Thank you. I mean, that is uh, it's pretty fucking bold though to yep. not take anybody above nine k. Got to be um, different, bro. Yeah, I mean, look, and so we talk about this all the time, right? As far as it's just like uh, for everybody listening, like a like a large football GPP, right? You 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 have to differentiate somewhere, but um, I mean, the likelihood that the winner is going to come from the nine thousand dollar range and above, I mean, it's 
I mean, if you're going to take 9,000 and above versus the field, you're going to be paying juice yeah. for 9,000 and you're above, telling right? Me there's a shot. So you can, you can find somewhere else to differentiate yourself through. I wouldn't recommend just starting at 8,800 and moving down, but I'll hear the rest of your lineup and maybe we'll see. Thank but, you, uh, Steve. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I, as far as the player, I, I, I like him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, does well on Pete die golf courses, hits a really well tee to green, you know, really great with his irons, hits a lot of greens and regulation. Um, it just, yeah. Like, like what Boston capper said, like, I, I don't see the winning upside considering he's only won one corn ferry tour event in his career. Like is his first win going to come at a major? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. And I mean, there, there are a couple other guys below him, which I think I seem to feel like where you're going to go. Yeah. That could be the winner. It makes it up, but like it feels like if if you're going for your first pick, it's got to be like, all right, I think this guy's going to win. You know what? I with felt, Dallas Horace, I don't think he's going to win. Felt good about my science project. <laughs> Walked into the the end of the auditorium, not feeling so good anymore. Well, y- your science project is the one where they don't have to ask, "Did your parents help you on this?" <laughs> they the know, big yellow one's the sun. <laughs> they know. They know you did this one on your own. <laughs> all right, this one again, pretty simple. Of course, Steve. He always lays out like a nice little formula as far as, Hey, these are the three big trends or four trends or whatever it is. And it gives you a nice little pocket of golfers to pick from for your outright winner. And one of the guys that is a big price that fits this, the Spaniard himself, John mm. Rom. What do you think about uh John Rom, Steve, a 10,500, kind of the lead dog in the Sean green DFS uh, PGA championship submission. <laughs> yeah. So like over the long term, I mean, he fits a lot of things that are pretty good. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's considered a bomber, but he's actually, you know, it's fairly straight driver. You know, he doesn't get a whole lot of trouble off the tee. So that's good. You know, usually he's pretty good iron player, good scrambler, decent putter. The problem with him lately though, is Shit. a couple things. <laughs> so he had his baby right before the masters and like, that was a big relief, but now he's had a month with the kid and you know, like, listen, as you know, a dad, you know, a couple of years ago, Capper, you got four. That first oh. month of having a kid can, especially your first kid, is a nightmare. And kind of the play on the course has not been very good. He missed the cut at I think what Quail Hollow. Yeah. You know, he made the cut last week, wasn't really relevant. He's not really hitting his irons great. He's not scrambling all that good. So you know, in this range, I actually don't really like him all that much, which is scary because it's you're fading it. John Rom. But you know, <laughs> if you look at some of his past Palm history, it's not that strong. You know, listen. Like I've gotten these podcasts for you know, couple, you know, the last few, and I've liked your picks. Gotta say, I have, I'm not a big fan of your right. first two. All right, wow, I'm, a, I'm gonna recover here. I'm confident in my next pick. Uh, what? What? By well, the what way, about Capper? Quick, Capper, are uh, you are you co-signing like, his like, fade? He's, he's got small like, balls. Right? Come on, Capper, give me something. He's got small All balls right, so, too. Sean, I got good news and I got bad news for you. Right, so I'm a huge Rom guy. Love oh. fucking Rom. He's an angry Spaniard, short yeah, back swing, just like me. Um. Not the Spaniard part, the short backswing. The um, <laughs> I am scared that I'm fading him this week. I don't have a whole lot of exposure to him, and it's not so much the baby narrative for me. It's that the eye test for me with the putter. He made that equipment change, and he just can't fucking pot. And it's mm. been making me insane. It, it, like you'll see him on the green. He's always in the feature group, so you'll see him nine holes out of eighteen doing doing this with his hand. Oh, I thought it was going to go right. Thought it was going to go right. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I, I listen, I, the can Ron win. Yes. 
like it's fine. I certainly like that as uh, your first pick better than an $8,800 guy <laughs> who played the Quantary tour. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, man, whatever, like Rom can win. I think he's a little expensive. I don't have a whole lot of exposure to him this week. I won't kill you for it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's actually you remind me of a point too, when I was watching Rom last week, it, it, co- it was kind of like that that former mental midget, like immature Ron that we saw that I thought was all cleaned up and taken care of, but he was yelling at the ground. He's yelling at his clubs. He's like, you know, why is the club face open? Why is it doing it? Like it was shades of before that 2017 us open when he had a lot of steam and he went to a big ballpark golf course that everyone thought was going to fit his game. And he missed the cup by a mile. I mean, he ended up breaking a tee box, Boston Capper style about three holes in. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a little, maybe he's not getting a whole lot of sleep. I mean, the Whoa. performance on the, on the course has not been very good. I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I, I usually have hit, am a ROM backer too. Cause he just looks good on the stat page. I, I got a funny feeling. I just, I, I don't like him. This May, uh, Ryan, I'm shook. You go. All right. <laughs> May, well, and maybe like, think about it, right? He's a guy he's, he's got a lot of steam quote unquote steam to let off. Right. Mm. Uh, maybe if he's not getting it, maybe he's doesn't need get Roman and he's not getting it done around the house because of the baby. Yeah. He doesn't have that relief valve because COVID maybe that wherever he is, he's COVID. It it's six weeks after a baby, man. You know, you're always trying to get, well, you know, like four weeks and you're like, come on, baby. It's been four weeks. Well, exactly. <laughs> and so it's close enough to his balls are so filled. He's mm. not able to concentrate on the greens. Sean, my next guy, I'm going to recover. We're going to recover as a team uh, because I think I, I, from what I understand, this guy could be chalky this week, but uh, and he doesn't not a drip guy. Definitely doesn't look like a drip guy. But Daniel Berger. Oh, well, you can grade both of ours because I also have Daniel Berger. Eighty-seven hundred. Um, it seems like th- this is maybe he's a, a benefit benefactor of the prices coming out a little while ago because it seems like he's underpriced. Uh, I'll let uh, Steve begin to tell well, me how and, great and this. Me, uh, let, you have. Okay. Let me throw in a couple as well. Help our help our pick together. He also he's got a PGA Tour win under his belt in 2021, <laughs> and only him and a Jordan Spieth have a strokes gained number above 2.0 oh. for the year, which I'm told is a very good number for that stat. All right, Steve, what do you got for us? Real quick so, before Steve goes. Um, first Uh-oh. of all, first of all, great homework on your on your strokes gained <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the big short segment on our program? Of course. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll just let Steve leave with that then. I mean, should I save my comments for uh, when you guys listen to that? No, I mean, <laughs> listen, this is a very unpopular take I'm taking this mm. week with Daniel Berger because everything I've seen, everything I've listened to, so it's just been Daniel Berger is going to win this tournament. And I've been around the block a couple times. And when you get this kind of trendy, you know, sleeper pick like this coming in, who's getting a lot of steam, sometimes it falls flat on his face. And, you know, then you, it's kind of my job, kind of pick apart. Well, how can it go wrong? And listen, on paper, <laughs> looks great. The TD Green numbers are good. He's an accurate driver of the golf ball. You know, his irons are good, decent putter. There's a couple things I don't like that I think are going to be critical this week. Number one is not have a great history on past pound golf courses. Oh, no. And number two, one of the things that's really critical this week is guys are going to be missing a lot of greens and the red flag in his game is he's not a very good scrambler, at least on paper over his last 50 rounds. So, you know, there might be a situation where a guy can just have a decent ball striking week <laughs> and just have trouble getting up and down. I don't know. I, I I think that the steam is scaring me off and I'm seeing the couple red flags of things that I'm looking for that just aren't there for him. 
So I don't have as high hopes for him as a lot of people, but I could also be wrong. And this is a very unpopular opinion. I'm taking Shana, so. I think, right. I think I can't, the big, hold on, this. No, no. hold strong. Hey, Tony you got Finau. paper. You got paper hands, boy. Yes, Tony. Oh. Finau, Tony Finau has been swapped. I can't take this criticism. Well, we can talk about Tony Finau because he's my next guy. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, this well, is and Capper. What he, it, it seems like you're on board with the, the idea short. of shorting. He said yeah. it's a segment on the show. Sean. Yes. Well, I I so, like no, no, for no, the no, audience no, no, that no, hasn't no, heard no, it. No, no. Uh, so I I don't mind burger this week. Okay. I, I like him. I have him for an outright. Um, I don't particularly care that he's jock. Steve is taking this stand, and Steve has swayed me to that side. It Steve has rattled me. Tony Fino is in my but, lineup. By now. the way, forty to one first round leader on Burger. Ooh, you know, nah, yeah, right. that's yeah, that's not bad. Ah, that's <laughs> what I'm bringing. I, I know you guys in the in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash Slack love your uh, FRLs as you call them. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. down on some FRLs this week, but yeah. Listen, ne- what is what is better than a Thursday sweat? No, right? you, there's nothing else going on. You got somebody who can make you fucking two grand for putting down twenty bucks. So and just yeah, it's awesome. it's excellent. So let let's talk about my next guy. Sounds like Sean's second guy, Tony Finau. Obvi- he was he was where I started with my lineup solely because we have him forty to one in that futures uh, draft we did uh, on the guidance of uh, oh you're y- right the, yeah. the golf gambling podcast and uh, so I'm sticking to Tony Finau. It feels like Tony Finau has a nose for for being around uh, the top of the leaderboard for some of these majors. It seems like he has the game to play here. Uh, I, there's no way Steve's gonna hate my first three picks. Steve, Tony Finau is a good pick, right? All right, we've hit a solid ticket. Yes. So, so I, back when you guys had that future draft, I I told you guys to pick Tony Finau because of the past palm angle because that was before anyone really noticed with it. And I and I thought by now, just because he came off the playoff loss of the Genesis, he'd been kind of in the mix. I thought he was going to get a win by now, and I would feel a little better about him win the major. So he's gotten the win. But do I think he's going to play good this way? I I do. He's a good iron player, decent scrambler. He has that history with past palm that I like. Good on Pete Dye golf courses. It did go well at Quail Howell, but he kind of shot himself in the foot that week. He like he should have made the cut. He could have made a run, kind of like what Bryson did on the weekend. So I, I think he's going to recover. I think it's going to go nicely for him this week. I like that pick. Capper, so it's all I needed to hear. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with everything Steve says, and especially I mean, really, he's not like typically in an event like this. You hear a lot about Tony, right? You hear a. Uh, every podcast talking about him, and he's kind of quiet. This yeah, week. he's kind of quiet. And I like I like when guys who have that type of form, that type of history, um, are quiet. I've increased my exposure in DFS to him. Mm. Um, I already got too many fucking outrights, uh, so <laughs> I'm out on that. Um, but I, I'll I'll most definitely be putting down a, a top ten, uh, and probably even you know, a top five. That's what I call him, top five Tony. So I'll probably even put down a top five for him. I, I'm on board with uh, the female pick. I like yeah, that. he has a lot of top tens in majors. Like I know, yeah. like we knock him for not getting it done, but like the dude like is solid in all these like big yeah. events. So yeah, I mean that for for your third pick on the board for your DFS line, that's that's pretty good. And yeah, top- I really and I really think like I mean shit. I mean think about what he normally gets for ownership. I mean he's he's sitting in between what like eleven and thirteen right now compared to normally in a major, he's going to be looking at like 17 to 20. He's yeah, quiet. That, everybody, that burger sucking up all the ownership there. So yes, yeah, yeah. I, I like the, I like Fina a lot better than burger Fina to be in the top 10 plus 300 Sean. So Ooh. if if that kind of thing interests you and I, I I've heard Steve a couple times reference the type of grass. Uh, we always like to talk grass with Steve. Uh, 
Steve, you want to you want to quick give us the highlights of, of this type of grass and what we might expect the ball to do differently. I, yeah, I, I, sure. I was waiting for Sean to play the, the drop, but <laughs> I'm on the, yeah, I'm on so, the different sure. page. So this but. this is a, is a uh, it's it's a grass it's that's uh, grown <laughs> along the coast because it's tolerant to salt. So you know Bermuda tends to have trouble growing along the coastline. Same thing with bent grass. This is a golf uh, a grass type that doesn't really mind like when salt's in the air it can still grow you know pretty lush. So so it's seen a lot of coast. Uh, coastal golf course. It's not played a whole lot in the PGA tour and there's no strokes gain data behind any of those tournaments. So it makes it kind of difficult, but where it's seen is at the Mayacoba down in Mexico, the Corrales and the Dominican Republic, the Puerto Rico open. It's also seen a lot over in the middle East. Um, a lot of golf courses in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and the, and uh, Saudi Arabia, they all use past Palom and like those areas, well, not Saudi Arabia, but like Dubai and Abu Dhabi, those are big popular vacation course for all those Europeans. They go over and play those golf courses mm. a lot. So when you saw the 2012 leaderboard, a lot of Europeans were in that top 10 and they're familiar with this grass type because they had an edge. It's, it's a grabby grass. It's sticky. It, once the ball hits the turf, it doesn't really roll. It really like, it makes chipping difficult um, around the green because you can't really bump and run the ball. You got to, you know, kind of spin it pretty good on the green behaves a little differently. Once the ball hits the green too. Uh, Rory McIlroy made a, a comment before the 2012 PGA that he felt he had an advantage because he was familiar past Palm because a he played over in the middle East and B there's a private club in Jupiter called the bears club where a couple of the, these pros play. So, and lo and behold, he won the tournament. Uh, Keegan Bradley was a member at the bears club. He finished T three and then he had all Jeez. those euros in the top 10. So it, yeah, ooh. there's definitely something to good past Palm history and trying to find those guys who can probably have a success. So we like the sticky grass. Yes. We do like the yeah. sticky grass. Sticky so. icky. <laughs> what's, your, what's your third uh, golfer? That was my third. So oh, that I, was your third. We remember, okay. can yes. You, you I, shuffled. I, I kinda, he stuck. He stuck with Berga, who I, is a member at said Bears Club. Mm. That that is true. He has played the Bears Club a lot. So uh, I have diamond hands. You have paper hands. Who's paper your third? Hand. Who's your third golfer? Gentleman came in seventh in oh. the Masters and uh, two wins in uh, twenty. Wait, oh, his best year was twenty ten. I was looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm going uh, Justin Rose. Uh, Steve, <laughs> I know you had some thoughts on the uh, English in the PGA Championship. What do you What do you think about the <laughs> Englishman Justin Rose here for the PGA Championship? Well, I mean, listen, I just said that Europeans tend to do very well yes. on past Palom, you know, as evidenced by their experience over the Middle East and then playing this the Kiowa. He did very well in 2012, but uh I actually have a, a small bet on a miscut for Justin Rose oh uh, for God. this week. <laughs> I think what happened at the Masters was smoke and mirrors. It was all that first round and he was kind of mediocre after that. Didn't play with the Valspar. I mean, it just it, it he just it, he is not the same player he used to be. You know, he switched clubs a couple of years ago, tried to switch back. He's kind of in the weeds a little bit about like where his game is at. And I just, there's a lot of things. I mean, really the only hope you have for Justin Rose is that past Palm experience can kind of carry him because I mean, the, on paper and you know, in the statute and on the golf course, it just hasn't been very good. So this is the best. Not a huge fan of that. <laughs> okay. This is the best golf episode breaking, we've done in a while. Breaking news: <laughs> Siwoo Kim has now replaced <laughs> Justin Rose. Siwoo, baby, let's and go. Just just because I, like I know Capper likes. Uh, Siwoo Kim, and I need capo. some positivity. He's a capo on my, on my lineup. Uh, yeah, so give me Siwoo Kim. I know you're hot. You gotta love that pick, Capper. What, what's your take on Siwoo this week? I, I do. Well, look, obviously I got him outright. Uh, I got him first round leader. He's in a lot of my lineups. And, but the reason is, is 
Uh, look, he's he's a world class iron player. All right, uh, he is a roller coaster, right? Because the guy cannot fucking pot. He has great <laughs> history though on on die courses, um, and at his price point, like he's a little chalky. But listen, Jesus Christ, man, he's much better than Rose, bro. Like, hey, that, can I can I interject for yes, a second? Yes, you can. So. So you went from Rose at eighty one hundred dollars to Siwoo at seventy two. Did you mean you actually went Sung J M? Was a hundred dollars more no, than Rose? No, I, I did not. <laughs> he uh, already made the adjustment off another golfer that he's he's. Oh, he's, oh okay. Uh, my my, uh, I, I'm. It, it is a disaster <laughs> over here. But yes, I I know Siwoo Kim's only seventy two hundred. Don't worry, I've I've adjusted some guys on the back end. Yes. Have you not seen him furiously <laughs> clicking at the board like my mother trying to figure out how to fucking make a phone call? Play sure. Like that, that, that like cat gif is like yeah. typing on the like, yeah, exactly. nah, sure. He was a solid pick, man. World class iron player. Uh, if his putter can get hot, it doesn't even need to get hot because if his irons get hot, he's sticking it within three feet <laughs> and he's putting it in. What? Well, Hopefully, it doesn't get too hot and break again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. Well, listen, he didn't mean to do that. Who amongst us? Haven't slammed a club by accident. You're like a soccer mom with this kid. I want to know the backstory. All Dude, right. all his guys, he gets so defensive. Like, if you talk bad about Siwoo, or if you talk bad about Keegan, he just like just he's like, oh. yo, just listen here. Like that's what he does. Like, he gets so Ka- defensive Ka- about these. Guys. Capper has a current foursome at all times. Three, th- his three dudes. All right. Yeah. Like you don't understand. He's awesome. Like that, that's his reaction. Every right. time I, I said, see who is much better than Rose. I like it. Golfer. Number four. I don't know how they're going to feel about this one, but he is a guy who can, he can hit with some distance, but also pretty accurate. Also in the $8,000 range. Um, also has an amazing team for team roll call. Scotty Scheffler, 8,500 uh, Steve. This is a great pick, right? He's going to score me lots of birdies. He's a scorer. He's going to bring points to the table, even if he doesn't have a great overall score. Tell me why you love this pick. Yeah, this this is a guy who I've kind of started to fall in love a little bit during the week. Like Ooh. he didn't really pop a whole lot when I first started putting this together, but the more I started putting pieces of how I think this golf course is going to play and some of the other comp courses to him, I, I really like him actually. Like you know, like you said, he has a good combination of length and accuracy off the tee. On paper, the strokes gain approach numbers don't look very good, but he hits greens at a very high rate. As long as you're on the dance floor here at Kiowa, that's all that matters. And when he's not, he's a good scrambler too, and he can get really hot with the putter. So. Yeah, I mean, like, like he played well at the PGA last year. Um, I, I started to get a feeling like this might play out a little bit like WGC concession as far as like what attributes were good there. He finished, I think, second or third of that event. So yeah, I I, I do like that here. And he uh, he played the Mayakoba a couple times. And he did uh, relatively okay there, and that's on past Palm. So yeah, he checks a lot of boxes for me this week. I, I like the pick. Sean Capper, any thoughts? Yeah, you should have yeah, stuck so, with me. Diamond so hands, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Steve's higher on Scotty than I oh. am, but I mean, he's right. Um, we started talking about this the other night, as far as like concession being a comp course, and it, it made a little sense, and that's why like Billy Ho has come out for me a little bit, and even Scotty. Uh, I kind of regret uh, a, a matchup I already put out uh, against it, but uh, look, man, it is what it is. But yeah, I think I think that's a fine pick. Uh, Scotty's guy who is especially in DraftKings, right? DraftKings scoring is important, right? So the guy might be, you know, minus two at the end of the round, but if he has 
eight birdies yeah. and you know what I mean? Like six bogeys, like the, the eight birdies are more important for you than the finishing position you're going to get, especially if we can get a bunch leaderboard where it's going to be, you know, uh, it, it doesn't make that much of a difference. You're looking for scoring. I'm fine with Scotty Scheffler. And again, that's my fourth $8,000 bullet, Sean. How impressive is that? So impressive, Ryan. Thank I'm very you. proud of Thank you. you. Who's your fourth one? Okay. It's gentlemen. He's <laughs> only played eight times this year. It's got a 11th place seventh at the WGC workday tied for eighth at the Valspar mm-hmm. runner up in Zurich. Are you kidding me? Louis Uthazen? He is from South Africa. I'm throwing him in here. $8,000. Sean, let me, st- let me pile on. Because old Diamond Hands over oh, here really? also has Louie. He shows up in majors. He's got big balls, opposite of John Rahm. Big balls, not small balls. You need big balls in majors. I Louie Louie gets it done. My fifth eight thousand dollar <laughs> bullet. Do you want to hear Capper's take or Steve's take first? We'll go Capper. What okay. do you got on him? All right. So first of all, let me clarify. You say Rom doesn't show up. First of all, Rom backdoors his way into the top tens of majors all the fucking time. Okay. okay? Small so, balls. <laughs> so whatever. It doesn't matter how you get there. It matters how you finish. But listen, uh, we love Usti this week, um, and he's right. He's got big balls. He shows up. The only thing that was worrying us a little bit about him is that it looked like his putter was carrying him for a little bit, which isn't typical Usti, right? Um, I like that Usti. Yeah. Yeah. And he, listen, I love him, man. He, uh, he, he, like, he's fun to watch. He's a good player. Um, a hundred percent on board with that pick. That's perfectly fine. Uh, at AK, you're going to get your scoring out of him, And he's, he's, he's rock solid. And I think the price point um, is a little low. So I feel like you're getting value there. Steve. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I mean, like I, I kind of see him as a little bit of a poor man's read in this mm-hmm. Like he kind of like, but like the ball striking is kind of ugly sometimes. Like he's not the greatest off the tees. He's not the best iron player sometimes, but he's a great scrambler, good putter. He also has really good history on pass pound golf course, especially uh, that TPC Kuala Lumpur event over in Malaysia. Play well there. He's played well and over in the Middle East as well. So yeah, I, I kind of like that. And no one's really. I don't think he's getting a lot of steam this week. A lot of people were overlooking him. I mean, actually, I think this is the first time I've even talked about him this week. Like, I think you've done most of the talking about Usweezen, and I yeah. like the pick. I, I like the price point. And I, if if this is kind of like an ugly, like rock fight tournament, that's a guy I want to back in a DFS lineup where he's yeah. kind of like, oh, like oh, he's top ten this week. Oh, there you go. He's so, from yeah, South like Africa. Pick. He chews on nails like this. You guys, you guys, you guys remember that tournament from Malaysia, right? You, you guys definitely remember Dude, that, right? I I got it on the sixth screen. No, don't don't worry about it. Sean, you're back up now. That was my fifth guy. That was your fifth and, guy. And not to mention my fifth eight thousand dollar bullet. Thank you. Uh, you've budgeted. You've budgeted well, and you've hit two picks, so you're fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, okay. Sean. This guy again, I I had to do some scrambling, and uh, when in doubt, just go with an English England guy. Oh, nice, Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> Fuck you! Are you fucking serious? Dude, just just give me the money. Give me the money. No, just, just Tommy stop. Fleetwood. I'll take all your action for the weekend. I'll, I'll Tommy Fleetwood. Charity bet between you two. I mean, you already had a charity bet with nails. We should probably do one with Sean. No, no. I, I said I said Tommy Fleetwood is not the pick. It is in fact <laughs> someone that Steve alluded to earlier, and that is you're all over the place. No, Sean. sorry. The, the pick is the pick is in. Yeah. <laughs> a different Englishman. I was, sure throw, bets, I was trying to throw you off. Give me Matt Fitzpatrick at eighty four hundred. Now that's a great pick, right, uh, Capper? 
Listen, it's better than fucking Tommy Fleetwood. We just let your money <laughs> off. I know Steve likes him this week, but his name is Flaccid Fleetwood for a reason. Yeah. He's going to get rough. Story okay? behind that's the, what he needs to do. Story when, behind when the, <laughs> story the, behind um, the story there is uh, Sean has hair envy. The Fleet, yes, Fleetwood's got very, some amazing hair. hair, super long hair. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Matt Fitzpatrick. All right. Yeah, Fitzpatrick is fine. He looks like he's 12, but uh, I he mean, does look, have he, this he, Al Torres effect where he looks way younger than he actually is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He, but he's a he's a really solid player. Um, he's a, if the winds do kick up over the weekend, I mean, obviously English players, uh, and guys who grew up playing in the wind, have an advantage, right? Like Australian players and things like that. So yeah, listen, I like I like Fitz. Man, Fitz is good. Fitz is fine. He's certainly better than Fleetwood. Um, I'm perfectly fine with that. I know you've been scrambling this whole time, bro. I've, I, 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 I'm watching the panic on your face. No, no, he, around. This is <laughs> not me. Diamond hands. This is why. This is why we have a grading system. This is why we're scouting. Uh, well, you guys are scouting me. But uh, Steve, any uh, any thoughts on uh, Fitzpatrick here? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't mind the Fleetwood pick, but if you got bullied into changing, you know, that's fine. You pivot to another good player. I like, I mean, I, I echo what my co-host said, like he's a solid player and it seems like he could never really bring it over to the United States. He was always really good in Europe. And now he's kind of has this overall well-rounded game he's starting to put together some really good performances over here. He finished uh, top 10 uh, a couple times on the Florida swing. Uh, I think he finished like T uh, like 14 or something at concession. That's a golf course. I'm looking to cop decent history on past Palm, decent history on Pete Dye golf courses, good scrambler. Yeah. I mean, he checks a lot of boxes for me. I like him a lot this week. Let's yeah, go. Baby. Ele- 11th at concession. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right. Kramer, what do you got? Last golfer. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of money, money left here. Uh, I, I had uh, 7,400 to be exact. I, I unfortunately couldn't get my, my sixth $8,000 bullet. And uh, I went with a guy uh, who I, 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 again, I think they're going to like this pick. Uh, Jason Kokrak, hmm. 7,100, a complete dart throw. Is it a good dart throw or should I change it? Caver, you want to go or you're me? All right. So, Kokrak is uh, a dude who I bet a lot, Ooh. right? And I use it, I use a DF. DFS what? Kokrak. Yeah. I said, Ooh, yeah. you like him. Oh, you said, it sounds ooh, like you, you like him. Ooh. I was like, Kokrak, the guy you just said. Yeah. Um <laughs> so listen, you got the extra money to spend. I, I I'm gonna tell you to go play Keegan instead of Kokrak. Oh. Hmm. I'm well, you're biased though. <laughs> of course I'm biased, but he's, look at his fucking results. I like this. I can be as biased as I want, but what but but like look at his results. You, you know, how good of a long iron player he is. He's great off the box. He sucks at putting, but he's fine at scrambling. He can put it fucking close. He just can't put it in the Ooh, fucking hole. I like, right. This. I like this. So I, I do so like guys I, who I can would, put it in the he hole. He has the money left over. Right. So if I'm helping somebody with, with a build, I would much prefer, would you prefer Keegan or Kokrak? Well, hold on. Right. Thank you for your feedback. Capper, <laughs> Steve, uh, what do you think about uh Kokrak as the pick? <laughs> You know, it always concerns me with Capper really gets in a corner with Keegan because sometimes it goes badly. Yeah. He's but I think in my head, I think I would go Keegan too. I I don't Ooh. hate the Kokrak pick. Um, I think I would like a little more if he didn't have like he was in like double digit ownership. Like if he was like four percent, five percent Kokrak, people were kind of overlooking him. I think I might like that a little better. Like, I mean he's good T to green, like he hits his irons are good. The scrambling is definitely a concern with him. And I can see him kind of getting in trouble with that this week. If you know, he's a little off of the iron. So yeah, I mean, I, I think Keegan's game is a little more well-rounded. He already has shown that he's good 
at this golf course. He has experience on past policy okay. members oh, of the Bears Club. This is yeah, Steve. I mean, <laughs> thank you for your feedback, Sean. If you could play the breaking news, yes. Uh, as you know, Diamond Hands came with my five eight thousand dollar bullets, <laughs> but also smart people know they're not the smartest guy in the room. Virtually, Steve and Capper just convinced me to switch to pivot to Keegan Bradley seventy three hundred hundred dollars to spare. I love this lineup, Sean. I, I can't wait to see how it finishes. I'm re- I'm really excited about this build. I like how Capper called it a build. He was helping <laughs> me with a build, like a construction worker. All right, Sean, your your last guy, my final guy. K- there, take Keegan Bradley. They like that one. There's no way. There's no way I'm changing this guy because I have a fact about him. He has six top twenty finishes in his last eight starts. He's seventy three hundred dollars. I bet Steve could actually probably Steve. Would you be able to guess the golfer just off that stat line and price? It's Charlie Hoffman, right? Yes, you got it. Charlie Hoffman closing out the team. How do you feel about Mr. Hoffman this week, Steve? I mean, he's been great. Like you said, like he's been super consistent, like everything across the board has been really good. He's putting well, scrambling well, you know, irons are good. Uh, I mean, I think the only ding I can put on him is the past problem history is really atrocious, but this is a different golf course than what he's played. Um, what's his ownership this week though? Is it, it's probably, you know, it's actually, you know, it's only 11%. It's lower than Keegan's. So yeah, I I think, I think that's perfectly fine. I I think you have a couple other contrarian plays, you know, up top there that you know, might work out for you. We're, so. we're going to have to re go through Sean's lineup to see if he has contrarian <laughs> plays. I don't, I, at this my, point, my final goals. lineup <laughs> is John Rom, Tony Finau, Siwoo Kim, Usazen, uh, Fitzpatrick, and Hoffman closing it out. Nice. Uh, yeah, Kaffer, you got to sign I, off on that. I like right? that lineup. Yeah, there you go. All right, nice work. That's it. Nice took work, a little Sean. work. Nice work, Sean. That's why we. That's why we have this process. Old right? paper hands over there. You got to trust the process, and I am. All right, we we got our uh, final picks, some props, a couple of outright winners coming up. But before we get to that, want to shout out Underdog Fantasy. Kramer and I have been doing the uh, best ball drafts. We did a uh, NBA playoff uh, best ball draft that was super fun. Make sure you uh, check that out. Did the episode with McKee. That was great. And uh, again, use that promo code SGPN. Best Ball Mania 2, of course, the NFL Best Ball Tournament. Your chance to win $1 million. $25 entry fee. These things are, uh, the drafts are so fun. Get you ready for the fantasy football season. Also, you're daily better. And I know many of you listening to this podcast are. This is. Uh, you, you gotta be, you gotta be playing tight. You gotta be playing the right numbers. Odds Jam can help you, regardless of the betting marketplace. Odds Jam has you covered, giving you the best prices, highlighting the best prices, best places to get down, and highlighting arbitrage opportunities where you can bet on both sides of a game, of a match, of a player prop, and guarantee yourself a profit. That's pretty awesome. SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/OddsJam. Go over there and use the promo code SGP and get five percent off their service. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds jam. Head over there. Start start jamming. Start dominating the marketplace. Odds jam. What a cool name. Odds jam. Okay, Kramer. I'm gonna kick things off. Keep it simple here for my outright winners. Just a couple of guys I got going in the I mean, I when I play them in the 
you know, in the DFS, I feel like you got to play him ride or die. Right. Yeah. As well in the, uh, do you have Rom at 15 to one? No, I don't kind of, kind of feels like the price is right. I wrote his name down. I wrote Fee now at 40 to one, obviously. Well, I got Charlie Hoffman first 140 to Ooh. one. This is that's kind of my DJ only play. Uh, and then I also have Usazen and uh, Siwoo Kim right there. Jesus. Also a little bit of long shots. I'm not taking any, like any safer bets. I got three guys all kind of uh, yeah. I mean, relatively uh, pretty Keegan long Bradley shots. 70 to uh, Siwoo Kim. <laughs> I'm seeing at prices as high as 130 to one. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's well, that, where the fuck are you seeing that? I mean, far I'm, away places, baby. That's one Thirty to one, and you should. Are you looking at first round leader? That's, that's that's about where he's at. Yeah, he's that's kind of floating I'm around hundred to one now. I'm seeing yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, Usazen is uh, fifty five to one. All right, so yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna hold strong. Diamond hands with Tony Fino. Oh, uh, gonna, what's gonna, Fino's price? Forty to one still. 40. It's, okay, it's still forty to one. Uh, if you want the top ten, it's plus three hundred. Like I, I got, said, I got. I'm I'm actually including Fino as well. I think uh, <laughs> you know. John Rahm at uh, oh, the other guy want we didn't talk to him yet. The other guy wanted to ask about Xander uh, Xander at at, at for seventeen to one, but I thought the better way to play him maybe was first round leader, which he is thirty three to one. Who I'm I'm already down on Xander at thirty three to one, Berger at forty to one, Ustazen at fifty to one, and Zalatoris at fifty Ooh. to one as my uh, my my quad pack. What do, what do they do? They use four beers. <laughs> my, my my quad pack. Of, only six packs. That's twelve that's packs. The, eighteen the pounders. Packs. The, they sell the pounders. The pounders. That's my uh, that's the, my four, four pack. My four pack of uh, of first round leaders. And then yeah, like I said, Finau to win. Uh, certainly interesting to take a Brooks Kepka top thirty is even money. Ooh, Kepka top thirty even money. And then the the last one I threw but out I, there. I feel like Brooks, you got to either go like top five or nothing. Like I feel like he either Is really shows right. up or it completely unravels. Like the top thirty, I don't know. I just it's I, just an even money bet. The, I guess the point is like he could. I feel like he could struggle through the the four rounds and still very easily make the cut. Yeah. and finish top thirty. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. I think uh, I don't have. Uh, I'm trying to look at my list. I've made a lot of bets already. Oh, I also took Zalatoris top five nine to one. Ooh, there you go. I like that. All right, uh, throw out like a DGen only prop. Obviously, Capper and Steve, their uh, golf gambling podcast, the betting show is going to be dropping. If you're watching this live, it'll be out very shortly. If if you're listening to it in the Apple Podcast, it's probably already on there as well. Make sure you subscribe to the Golf Gambling Podcast feed. Toss them a nice rating and review. Capper, do you have like a DGen only prop you want to throw out? So ooh, I got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's what we're here for. Hashtag digits so only. If, if you want to go just like straight contrarian. Uh, and throw a couple shekels on uh, on Bryson miscut plus three hundred. Uh, that's a nice contrarian play. Um, I love so uh, I I know you guys know this. I love fucking action, so I love Thursday action. <laughs> um, so make an eagle round one. I love uh, this fucking show. I, got, I love fucking betting. <laughs> Wait, what was you just drop? Oh, this that? this. Uh, one of the guys who called in from the Madden streams. I love this fucking show and I love fucking Betty. <laughs> it just reminded Dude, me that's fucking when you awesome. were saying you like action. <laughs> All right. So 
DJ. So all uh, you, I bet all four of these to make an eagle round one. DJ at plus eight hundred. Uh, Hovland at plus nine hundred, Burns at plus eleven hundred, and Spieth at plus eight hundred. Oh, that sounds like a lot of it, golf. Really is. I mean, if you it, the, the, it, every four days you get to start again. And yeah, then, not every four days, every day, bro. We get round no, 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 one. Sorry, but every new 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 tourney starts. Bang, 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 bang. Sorry, three days off, and you're back at it. And because gambling has just gotten so awesome over the past five, five to 10 years, like the, the volume of bets is just, mm. Oh, it's awesome. It's and it de- never ends. Like as soon as the season ends, you go right to the next se- season, you know, the week after where they go to Napa. Like I, the only time we get off is December. Yeah. And other than that, it. there is a golf tournament to bet on every single week. It yeah. sounds like it's people great, need to smash great ad for the golf gambling podcast, smash that subscribe button. It's a, it, it really is a beautiful thing. Like, listen, if you love action, you love betting. Like, yep. Listen, uh, listen. Uh, uh, my <laughs> eighteen year old self would, never would have thought I'd be doing a golf gambling podcast. Fuck it, I would have like, fuck it. What? What are you doing? No, this is where it's at. The juice is real. Like, dude, the the sweats are fucking awesome. You get sweats every fucking day. It's not a Sunday sweat. It's a Thursday sweat, a Friday sweat, a Saturday sweat, and then a week long. But ah, dude, it's Capper is Capper is literally selling an experience that he has (laughs) nothing to do. He will never have anything to do with, and it's 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 true. It's it's a real DGen call right there. He's saying, guys, seriously, I I was there. I took the step, and now I'm here. And and I. So subscribe to the golf gambling podcast. If that's not enough, Sean sports gambling podcast.com slash slack, the, oh, go- the yeah. golf channel is by far the hottest channel over there. So you want full oh, access hot, to hot, Steve. Hot, 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 <laughs> you want a random thousand words on the weather <laughs> Friday morning, hop into slack, the slack God himself. Steve, do you have a uh, DJ only prop bet or a couple that you really like? So I mean, there, there's a couple of long shot top twenties that I put on the uh, the website, my props column. So if you want to go check that out. But so what I love to do sometimes is I love to just take like a matchup of just two scrubs and just sweat this pillow fight over the first two days. You know, they make a bunch of bogeys and everything. Like you're looking down the lever, like oh my god, how far did he drop? You go scroll all the way to the bottom. And there's a problem. You can do top Frenchman this week. Ooh. And listen, like, you know, the French don't like fighting other countries. But so, you know, why don't you watch them fight themselves? Shortest book and in the world. It's between Antoine Rosner, who took down Bryson DeChambeau in the WGC match play, versus Victor Perez, who's been doing pretty good over here. Victor Perez is, I think, a, a minus 110 underdog to Rosner. I, I think I like Perez there. He's a little more proven, he's done it a little more on bigger stages. Rosner's only really got that. Uh, win over Bryson. So if you want to just sweat like two random guys, like just for no reason, like I love doing sometimes, bet low Frenchman, uh, Victor Perez minus 110. I love it. I love it. I think that's my it's favorite like bet. Not. Well, Victor Perez, him to win the tournament is 250 to one. So <laughs> sounds like, I mean, and, and Steve, he's even money against another guy. <laughs> yeah. What happens if, uh, what happens if they don't make the cut? Uh, I guess it still counts. Whoever was the lowest. Well, so, 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 some book, so some books are different about this. If both guys don't make the cut, then it just, it's no action, but other books will just say, all right, if you finish like T one ten and you beat the guys T one twenty, you win. Oh, yeah. love it. Yeah. All right. That is a true hashtag digits only awesome guys. Appreciate you calling in. Make sure you check it out. Golf gambling podcast. Can't say enough about it. And again, hop in the slack. If you're not in slack already, don't know what you're doing. 
got a ton of great content, great info, NBA top shot, NFL, NBA, oh, crypto, really, crypto, even, even dabbling in the crypto, whatever you guys want to chat about. Uh, we're getting into it. What, what do you got? What do you got there? Capper? I said, I mean, come on, man. Listen, we're all old, man. Like, yes. listen, but by the way, I think, I feel like looking at this screenshot, Steve needs to grow a beard. Yeah. Join <laughs> the team. It out. Team beard. Join the team. All right. I did, but co- but COVID's over, so no more beard. Oh, so, yeah. gotta, k- gotta actually shit. show this face behind the mask. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. live in California. We haven't gotten the message somehow. <laughs> somehow these <laughs> vaccinated still, people are still <laughs> wearing two masks now. I mean, I haven't had co- I haven't had COVID in Florida since I don't know uh, when did we <laughs> shut down the country? Yeah, like a week later. Like yeah. that's how long April. I was in quarantine for about a week. That's yeah. how long. And my boss was like, "Hey, we're back in the office." Like, oh, <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the Muddy Green, and he is Ryan. Sean, for the heater to continue, Tony Finau is going to bring home the crown. Kramer, let it ride.